Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. GSX TechEdu is a Chinese private tutoring company that's listed on the New York Stock Exchange. At its peak in January, it had a market cap of around $37 billion. It has since fallen 98% and is worth $370 million. So what went wrong? Well, back in July, the Chinese government banned the private tuition industry from making profits, which is bad. And that crashed the share prices of all the major tutoring companies. You'll be glad to hear that not everyone lost money in the fall, though. Back in March, executives at the company sold $119 million worth of their US-listed shares through a shell company that was holding shares for executives. They did this just three days after President Xi called tutoring a stubborn malady that was putting too much pressure on Chinese children and their parents. Today, that $119 million block of shares would only be worth around $4 million. Larry Chen, the company's CEO, who does not appear to be linked to that actual $119 million sale, publicly expressed confidence in the business at the time. Additionally, he promised to buy $50 million worth of shares with his own money. So far, he does not appear to have bought any. In an article published by the Financial Times earlier this week, the journalists found that dozens of Chinese business executives managed to sell stock in their US-listed companies right as Beijing began its attacks on their businesses. It's probably somewhat reasonable to believe that executives within these companies knew that the government in Beijing was unhappy with them and that this would not be good for their company's stock price. In the run-up to the order from the Chinese government banning profits in the education sector, executives at another Chinese education company also cashed in their New York-listed shares. According to the Financial Times, the team who co-founded the online tutoring platform 51Talk began selling shares on April 1st, a good choice of date, and sold blocks of shares roughly every other day through to the end of June. Their sales made up almost half of the traded shares on some days over that period. By the time Beijing announced its new regulations, they had cashed out $4.3 million. The documents reviewed by the FT journalists show dozens of other well-timed share sales by Chinese executives. While there's no proof of insider trading, many of the big stock sales came ahead of regulatory action or the release of disappointing earnings reports. If this had been done by an American company, the SEC would most likely be investigating. We've seen a lot of news in the last few days that Elon Musk and his brother, Cowboy Elon, both sold large blocks of Tesla shares, which came to over $5 billion in the first three days of this week. We know this because the transactions were disclosed on an SEC Form 4. 
this is a document that must be filed with the SEC whenever there's a material change in the holdings of company insiders. At some point in the future, maybe tweeting about a big stock sale will be sufficient, but for now there is still a paperwork requirement. Disclosure of insider trades is mandatory and it becomes public once filed with the SEC. So how did the journalists at the FT work out that there had been these big well-timed stock sales from the Chinese executives of New York listed firms? You might guess that they just went to the SEC website and looked up which forms had been filed. After all, these forms are filed electronically with the SEC and are then made freely available to the public online. Well, the reason that the trades by Chinese executives mostly went unnoticed is that do-listed foreign firms are held to different reporting standards by the SEC. And this might be a bit of a problem, as a lot of American investors are unaware of this. For example, instead of filing 10K forms, non-Canadian foreign firms with a US listing, where less than half of the voting shares are held by Americans, file a form 20F, where the information requirements are not as strict as the requirements for domestic US companies. When it comes to corporate insider selling stock, US executives must report share sales to the SEC within two days. But executives at foreign companies that are listed in the US often only report their total shareholding once or twice a year, or not at all, depending on the size of their position. Not only that, but large Chinese companies like Alibaba have used the fact that they have to meet US listing requirements to gain exemptions in Hong Kong, where they're also listed, arguing that any additional disclosure to Hong Kong regulators is unduly burdensome on their corporate insiders. In the US, under Rule 144, foreign executives do have to report when they initiate plans to sell restricted stock, either by uploading documents to EDGAR, the main disclosure system, or by mail. So obviously you'd upload the documents, right? Well, nearly all of the executives in question filed by mail, and the SEC then provide access to these paper documents in their Washington DC reading room. They don't just scan them and upload them to the EDGAR website. Since last April, the SEC has started also accepting email notifications, but once again, they don't upload these to EDGAR. The SEC is considering changing its rules to mandate that all Form 144s be filed to EDGAR. To add further to the confusion, some Chinese tech executives use shell companies to hold their shares and conceal their identities, something that American executives cannot do. As we saw earlier, the private tutoring company where executives sold their stock right before the company tanked did this through a shell company. A top Alibaba executive is reported to have used a Bahama shell company called Skyscraper Enterprises to sell his shares. Skyscraper allegedly planned to sell as much as $155 million worth of shares in the weeks around the planned IPO of Alibaba's sister company Ant Group, but had to cancel the plan after Beijing blocked the Ant IPO. 
The FT gives additional examples of how in 2016 and 2017, the chief executives of New York-listed Cheetah Mobile and Tarina International initiated the sale of shares worth as much as $31 million and $10 million a few weeks before reporting quarterly results that sent their share prices down 30% and 24% respectively. Both executives had adopted their trading plans at the end of the quarter, meaning that it might be reasonable to believe that they knew the bad news was coming. This would be classified as material non-public information under US rules and most likely be ruled as illegal insider trading. So what are the problems here and what can be done? The biggest issue is that there are two different rule books, one for US listed American and Canadian companies and another for foreign companies that list their shares on US exchanges. And many investors are basically just totally unaware of this difference. An example being the way that a lot of US listed Chinese companies give no shareholder rights to investors who buy the US listed shares, as those shares do not confer ownership in the Chinese company. They give investors ownership in a Cayman shell company known as a variable interest entity, which has a contract with the large Chinese company, which could easily be declared illegal under Chinese law, leaving investors with nothing. The risks of these variable interest entities is, of course, disclosed in the IPO prospectus, a document that very few investors read after the IPO has occurred. When you go into your brokerage account or look online to read a description of these stocks, you read all about the Chinese company. The description of Alibaba tells you that the company operates four business segments. The core commerce segment provides China retail, China wholesale, international retail, international wholesale, and so on. And that's a fine description of the Chinese company that you're not buying shares in and that foreigners specifically can't buy under Chinese law. It should possibly instead describe the Cayman Shell Company that has no assets and has a contract which may not be legal under Chinese law and could be cancelled at any point in time with Alibaba, an e-commerce company, to pass on some of the profits. If Americans want to invest in penny stocks, which are shares in small companies that trade for less than $5 a share, there are special rules. Your broker gets you to read and sign off on a standardized disclosure document that explains the risks associated with buying penny stocks, your customer rights and the solutions in case of fraud. The broker also has to approve the investor's transaction and make sure that the investment is suitable for that investor. It might make sense for there to be similar rules where the risks of US-listed foreign stocks, where the companies are held to different reporting standards than domestic stocks, be clearly explained to investors in a similar manner before they invest. The disclosure approach is something that has worked in the past, but possibly worked better when people dealt directly with other people. The problem with these disclosures today is that we're so used to quickly accepting terms of service from software companies without reading them at all, that if investors had to sign off on a risk disclosure in their brokerage account, they would likely quickly scroll to the end and click the accept button, 
without reading or understanding anything. In May 2020, the US Senate approved new legislation that could lead to Chinese companies such as Alibaba and Baidu possibly being delisted from US stock exchanges. The law would require them to show that they're not under the control of a foreign government. It also requires that foreign companies listed on US exchanges be audited by the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, like all American companies are. I made a video about that regulation at the time. Have a great weekend and talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.